and welcome to Prairie Doc Radio Program. I'm Dr. Jill Cruz, filling in as host today for Joan Hogan. I'm a family physician with the Vera Medical Group in Brookings and enjoy volunteering with Prairie Doc Radio and the television shows. Today, we're going to spend some time talking about advanced care planning. If there's a topic or a question you would like to also have us discuss on today's show, give us a call at 605-692-1430. We have two guests in the studio with us today. Lynn Thompson, RN, currently serves as Case Management and Respiratory Care Director at Brookings Health System. She is a graduate from SDSU's nursing program, and Lynn has extensive healthcare and case management experience. She and her case management team help patients and their families at Brookings Hospital through education, care coordination, and arranging for necessary services after being discharged from the hospital. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning. Thanks so much for being here. And I know I have used that extensive experience of yours to help me out many times, so thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And our second guest, uh, Sandra Rausch, a nurse there with many other additional credentials that she doesn't want me to mention and bore people with, but highly uh, trained and highly skilled, and we're glad to have her. She also works at Brookings Health System since 2008, uh, formerly served as emergency department nurse supervisor and clinical nurse educator for Brookings Health before being promoted to quality director in 2017. She serves as a management of aggressive behaviors instructor and teaches over 600 healthcare professionals how to diffuse volatile confrontations in the healthcare setting. She received her nursing degree from SDSU as well and her master's in science of nursing education from University of New Mexico. Good morning, Sandra. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Dr. Cruz. Yes, thank you so much for both of you being here today on this cold, wintry spring morning. Uh, and uh, coming to talk about this important topic of advanced healthcare planning and to share some information about an upcoming uh, workshop that Brookings Health is going to be having, which I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. So you tell us a little bit, have you ever had this workshop before? This is going to be the first one. So we have had workshops of this type in the past, but it's been a number of years. And so um, next Wednesday is National Healthcare Decisions Day. So we thought it was very timely to host conversations of this nature. We know that end of life care, um, we want to respect patients' wishes and have the family on board with the patient's wishes. So we just think it's a great time to talk about it. And the best time to talk about those wishes is when people are feeling well Um, so they can have those conversations with their loved ones. Excellent. That's always very, very good advice. So, well, it looks like we're getting to our first break, and that way we won't be interrupted halfway in a sentence here. So uh, following these words from Avera Medical Group Brookings, we'll be happy to discuss any questions that you, the listeners, may have. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Welcome back to the Prairie Doc Radio Program. I'm Dr. Jill Cruz, filling in as host today for Joan Hogan. With me in the studio is Lynn Thompson, Director of Case Management, and Sandra Roche, Quality Director at Brookings Health System. So before our break, we were talking that it's going to be National Healthcare Decisions Day. So this is a very good time to start thinking about and talking about uh, advanced directives. Lynn, do you want to tell us a little bit more about what is an advanced directive and who needs them? Sure. The best time to start talking about an advanced directive and start thinking about it is before you start losing your health. Um, 
it's good to get those decisions made before there's a crisis situation. And there are two parts to an advanced directive. Um, the first part is a healthcare power of attorney. So in that part of it, a person designates an agent to act for him or her and to make decisions and speak for him or her in the case that that person can no longer speak for him or herself. So um, a healthcare power of attorney does not go into a effect unless the person cannot speak for his or herself. And um, sometimes it takes the assistance of the physician to determine exactly when that point is and when we'll start working with the um, power of attorney versus just getting the patient's thoughts on things. Um, the second part of an advanced directive is a living will. So in a living will, you can specify um, certain life-sustaining uh, procedures, whether you want those procedures or not. So that would include um, artificial nutrition, artificial hydration. I guess those are the two main things um, that, a, that a living will would address. You can also add other things to your living will um, if you have concerns about other things. but. Um, mostly it deals with um, artificial nutrition and hydration. But the most important part of an advanced directive is to talk to your family about your wishes. Um, you can name your healthcare power of attorney and you can also name a secondary healthcare power of, an, power of attorney, but that person needs to know what your wishes are. Um, so you have to have those in-depth conversations with that person, which really relieves the burden of this from the person because then that person doesn't have to make crisis decisions. That person already knows what you would want and what you wouldn't want. Um, Excellent. So mm -hmm. who can you name as a uh, healthcare power of attorney? Does it have to be a family member? Can it be a friend? I mm -hmm. mean, it does not have to be a family member. Okay. It's probably most often a family member, mm -hmm. whether it's a spouse or one of your children. Um, it is good to name just one healthcare power of attorney to start with and then an alternate in case that person can't, uh, can't fulfill their obligation. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes if more than one person is named, then those people can have conflict over things that are happening. Um, but yeah, it can be a friend. It, it can even be um, your person at the bank who helps you with your finances. Although what, I'm what we're talking about today is strictly a healthcare power of attorney. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about finances. Yeah. So excellent. So, and if we have people attending the workshop, what sort of things will they be learning about in this? So our free workshop, and we're going to be able to walk you through all the paperwork and answer your questions. And it's going to outline your wishes. And so we're going to talk about the vocabulary because sometimes people can get tri tripped up on that, those words. Um, we're, we'll reflect on your values. We'll uh, assist you in um, uh, choosing your healthcare agent. We'll explore goals for treatment. And then we'll take the first steps in completing your advanced directive. So we'll be there to guide you through this paperwork and get you started on your journey for outlining your wishes. 
Um, we'll have trained professionals there. We've been working with USD uh, nursing program. They obtained grant funding, um, trained a number of um, people in the state to have these conversations. And so those group facilitators, ours will be Jillian Viesman, and she's a social worker with a Vera Dialysis, and she will be leading the conversation. Um, but Lynn and I will be there as well as I believe Dr. Holm. And so we'll be there to all answer all the questions that are presented. And we still have space for registration. Excellent. So if someone wants to register, how do they get signed up for this? So um, it again, it's going to be on Wednesday, April 16th from 1230 to 130 at the health system and conference room A. That's right off the main lobby near the cafeteria. And you can register online on brookingshealth.org backslash conversation or else brookingshealth.org backslash advanced directives. Um, and if you're not a computer whiz, you can give us a call at um, Lynn's direct number is 605-696-8017. And if you can't remember that, call Brookings Health System and ask for Lynn or Sandra, and we will get you set up with registering for the class. Perfect. Is there anything that people need to do before the class or to bring with them to the class that would be helpful for this at all? Or? Um, if they have an advanced directive, it would be helpful to bring it. Um, or bring a family member. Um, bring your person who you might want to name as your healthcare power of attorney, and it would certainly benefit for um, the family to listen to this also. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, and after they attend the seminar, will they have something filled out that they can take home? And if so, then what do they do with this paperwork once they have it filled out? Where does it, what are they supposed to do with it now that they have it? So we like to have copies of that on file with the health system so that in the event that you are not able to speak for yourself, we are able to look up that paperwork within our computer system. So um, depending on how decisive you are on that day or if you need to have further conversations with your loved ones, um, when it is complete, we will take that with our medical records um, department. So you can either just drop that off on one of our front desks in a sealed envelope and write medical records on on the front, um, turn that into us, and then we will upload that into our uh, computer system so we have that ready and accessible in the event that you are unable to speak for yourself. Excellent. And anyone besides the hospital that it would be good to have a copy of this? Because I'm assuming people are going to want to have multiple copies in multiple different mm -hmm. places. So where are good places to have other additional copies of this information? Um, the person's primary physician in Brookings, whether at the Avera Clinic or the Sanford Clinic, um, it, it's it's your physician really needs to know what your wishes are. Um, also, any family members involved should have a copy. Yep, that's good because you don't want to be searching for it and digging through records mm -hmm. at two o'clock in the morning when you're trying to run off to the hospital to talk when someone's in in trouble. And so, yes, uh, and. Have you had to go through these conversations in the hospital during a time of crisis? And how is that different than like planning at the seminar? Have you, have you seen a difference with people when they're trying to make these life and death decisions in the heat of the moment? Mm -hmm. How does that go compared to planning it calmly, quietly mm -hmm. at a, when it's a theoretical issue? It is very difficult in a crisis situation. And what happens is then the, the power of attorney really is burdened with the decision of what to do. And it's hard to fight um, with your personal emotions about what's going on and your 
personal desire for for you know your loved one to to be healthier to not die um, to weigh your own personal wishes with what you think your family member is going to want so really to talk about it ahead of time is really really the best way to go mm-hmm. yes so and have you had situations where the power of attorney has really not wanted to follow what the living will says? And then how do you guys as case management help um, do what's best for the mm-hmm. patient? That really can be a difficult situation. And the nurses, the physician, and the family really need to work together on that. But um, in the end, we follow the family's wishes, um, even if it's contrary to what the living will says. Um, that family member is there having the emotion and um, and it's and we do communicate and discuss what's in the living will but in the end it is the family members choices that we follow there at at that moment in Mm -hmm. that specific because it's very hard to put down all the caveats if Mm -hmm. this then do this but if this then do that so knowing that specific situation and what's going on there at that time kind of helps guide those mm-hmm. decisions. And that's why having a power of attorney is important because it's hard to make all those contingency plans for every possibility that could right. possibly happen when someone's sick. So. Yeah, and the physician's guidance is crucial mm-hmm. through, the, through the whole process. All right, excellent. Well, it looks like we're coming up on our second break here, so we will return following these words. break we were discussing advanced directives and care planning and I don't know if any of you out there have read Dr. Holmes book I'm about halfway through it uh, his book life's final season and it's just a beautifully written book and I know Lynn you were talking about some of the things he had mentioned in mm-hmm. certain chapters kind of talking about this and um, yeah there are two chapters in the book that deal with advanced directives and um, Dr. Holmes goes into background and detail about the reasons why we do these things and um, it's really, it's really a great reference tool to to read about before you're actually making those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, why do you think many people all of a sudden hit this crisis situation and don't have this done? Do they feel that oh, it's not going to happen to me, or I'll I'll get to that eventually later, or what have you guys seen? Absolutely, it's always that thought of I'm I'm invincible and. I'm going to know when I'm going to be ill. And so they recommend that advanced directives, if you're over the age of 18, and I'm younger myself, to think of putting down my wishes, I feel like, well, I'm not going to be in this position. But it's never too early to start that document and start those conversations with your family members because you don't know. Life can change in the blink of an eye, and we see that very frequently in the hospital situation. Yes, definitely. I mean, with icy roads out today, I could get hit by a car going right back to clinic. And, mm-hmm. you know, thankfully, my husband and I have done our advanced directives in Living Well and discussed all of this, of what our wishes are. So we're, we're this odd medical family where I'm a physician, he's a nurse. So, you know, we talk about these things at the dinner table. So, yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure that's not a pretty common thing for people to be bringing up at home with their family on a typical Tuesday night no. over supper. So, but it is a good thing to talk about at, at Christmas gatherings. And, you know, it's always good to get all of the children on board with, with what mom and dad's wishes are, because 
Usually it's that one child who has moved away and then comes back and, and doesn't really know what's been going on and, and how you know, a parent's health has been declining where the child that's been here kind of as the primary caregiver has watched mm-hmm. and, and has more ideas and some more of those heart-to-heart conversations with that ailing parent to kind of know what their wishes are. So definitely uh, talk with the entire family. And, and yes, I, I think some of my most difficult situations as a physician is dealing when um, siblings are, are working through issues and not everyone's on the same page. And I'm sure you've had challenges with that too as a case right. manager. Yeah. And the grandchildren should be involved. Also, yes. The adult grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, well, Sandra, one thing I wanted to ask about with your um, training for management of aggressive behaviors, how does that come into this? Because uh, definitely when there's heated moments, uh, there can be aggressive behaviors from anyone if, if someone feels like they're not being heard. and. Yes, yeah, so I was an ER nurse for over 10 years and I've seen the gamut of emotions. And unfortunately in healthcare, we don't see the best of people when their emotions heat up and then they lash out. Um, but we respond, um, I, there's a lot of anxiety um, and we recognize that. So we try to defuse and deescalate with our nonverbals and um, just be supportive in those anxiety situations. Of course, we don't want the verbal and physical aggression, but uh, we do provide training to our staff if those are the cases. Um, But for the most part, we just know that people aren't in their right mind in those those, uh, crisis situations Mm -hmm. and try to talk to healthcare professionals about how to be supportive and defuse and deescalate those those times that that happens, unfortunately. Yeah, so very good skills to have because it can be very easy to feed off that anger and that emotion and and match it rather than be a calm, you know, source that uh, doesn't feed into their anger and, and make things worse and, and escalate. So, well, very, very interesting and lots of good information here. One of the things that I also feel that we should mention is that 22nd Avenue is going to be under construction starting next Monday. And since um, our workshop is on Tuesday, I've accidentally said it was on Wednesday, but it is Tuesday, April 16th at 1230. And so with 22nd Avenue being under construction, please come into the health system via Sunrise Ridge Road. Um, You can either go past uh, the nursing home there and then turn in by our emergency department entrance and our inpatient care area there. to get to the cafeteria. So uh, we're gonna be under construction there for the next few months or so. Um, So um, we do have a map on our website that will help you uh, in um, finding our um, new entrances to the health system while we're under construction. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be a a challenge for everyone involved in in this little stretch of the road. And I think the road going by Larson's will get lots more travel than it normally does. So definitely uh, drive carefully and and safely getting to these events. And yeah, plan ahead so you know how to get there and so you won't be late and miss out on Mm -hmm. any of this. So... And I'll say that um, we do have a copy of an, of an advanced directive on the Brookings Health System website. Good. Um, the source of our advanced directive is from the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization. Um, and they have state-specific advanced directives, which follow the law of each state. Um, the advanced directive in South Dakota does, does not need to be notarized, but you do need... Um, 
witnesses to your signature. Okay, so it doesn't need to be notarized, it, but it is a legal document, is that it is. correct? Mm -hmm. So, all right, do you need to go through a lawyer to have it looked at or evaluated or? You do not need to go through a lawyer, but if you have questions about anything, it's, it's always good to consult with your lawyer. Mm -hmm. All right. So, and you talked a little bit about kind of the artificial nutrition and artificial hydration. Uh, can you explain a little bit more to people about what that is and when that would be appropriate and when that's used? So when a person is no longer um, conscious enough to eat or drink, we can provide hydration and nutrition um, via um, the intravenous route, or um, we can do tube feedings where a a feeding tube is inserted either through the nose or directly into the stomach to provide artificial nutrition. Um, withholding artificial nutrition and hydration can be really difficult for family members because they feel like they're starving the patient to death. And that is actually far from the truth. Um, um, being dehydrated and not getting that nutrition does not cause discomfort. As a matter of fact, artificial hydration and nutrition can actually cause discomfort. And you might know more of the um, physiology about that. But yeah, yeah. Um, part of the dying process where you have just less of a need to eat or less of a need to have fluid intake, your body's kind of slowly shutting down, the kidneys mm -hmm. are shutting down, everything's kind of slowing. So like you said, sometimes adding more fluid, if your poor kidneys can't handle that, can actually cause people to become very swollen and painful because everything is just not working correctly. And we're trying to interrupt the normal dying process mm -hmm. at yeah. times. So yes, that can sometimes in a in a attempt to do what they think is right, you can cause more suffering and harm. So yes, it's definitely a very case-by-case -case basis and, and working with your physician and your nursing team and coordinated care team and all of these are very good good uh, conversations to have and a lot of questions to ask so and again like you said there's lots of terms which the uh, workshop should hopefully help answer and clarify so that'll be very good well, let's head up to our break. Again, this is our final break. If you have any questions, give us a call at 605-692-1430. Thank you. All right, well, we just have a few minutes left, and I would love it, uh, Sandra and Lynn, if you could tell us both a little bit about what your roles are at the hospital in these last few minutes, so. All right, so quality director, um, I do a lot with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid and all of their regulations. Uh, also with the Department of Health, making sure that we are um, in compliance with healthcare regulation um, and improving performance improvement and making sure that we are using the best science and the best technology and the best methods to provide high quality care here in, in your hometown. Um, I also work a lot with patient experience, so making sure that we are meeting the needs of our customers um, and a whole variety of other things. I pitch in in the ER and on inpatient care sometimes too. Um, I'm a nurse at my core, so I like being out there with the patients. Excellent. So those skills are never lost. You're always, no. always using them. <laughs> Excellent. Well, what about you, Lynn? Um, the biggest part of nursing case management is discharge planning. Mm -hmm. And so we start working on discharge planning as soon as a patient is admitted to the hospital. 
Um, we'll talk to the patient, talk to the family, and assess the, the needs that they might have. Maybe there are some struggles going on at home, or maybe not. Um, maybe just adding a little bit of help at home will, um, will improve a person's lifestyle, or sometimes a person is unable to live at home any longer and um, needs to go to an assisted living facility or even a nursing home, sometimes for rehabil rehabilitation and sometimes to live. And um, so all of these decisions are worked through with the patient, the family, the physician, um, the whole clinical team at Brookings Health System. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we, we do a daily team planning meeting at the hospital um, where the entire clinical team gets together and we just talk about the progress that we're making toward discharge and make sure that we're not um, leaving any loose ends or mm -hmm. dropping the ball on something. Okay, so you basically have an invaluable role of making sure someone is safe once they go home. So right. doctors take care of them in the hospital, you make sure they are well taken care of once they're out of the hospital. Right, and safety is the key word. Mm -hmm. We always want to plan a safe dis discharge. Yep, so, so if someone needs a wheelchair or right. a bath seat or home health or... Oxygen. Oxygen, any of those things, mm -hmm. you are the person who makes yes. that magically happen. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, and the case managers are well versed in the resources that are available mm -hmm. in the community. What if someone has concerns about how they're gonna pay for this? I, I've had a lot of people, oh, I, mom should go to a nursing home, but how are we gonna pay for mm -hmm. it? That's yeah, and that's that's always a difficult thing to work through. And um, so that is something that we can talk through with the patients, whether we can get Medicare payment, mm -hmm. um, health insurance payment, or Medicaid sometimes. Yes. So yeah, we do work through those those issues. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, physicians get all the glory, but you two are definitely the unsung heroes of the uh, hospital, making sure that we look good, we're doing everything right and appropriate, uh, following guidelines and always improving, and you're making sure that our patients are safe once mm -hmm. they leave our four walls here, and I, I really appreciate all that you do, so thank you so much, and remember again that um, Brookings Health System is going to be having their meeting. Let's see here. You said it was Tuesday, April 16th at 1230, Brookings Hospital Conference Room A. So that will be a very good thing. Free workshop, National Healthcare Decisions Day. So talk about it before it's an issue so your family knows what your wishes are. And everyone is on the same page and makes good quality decisions. So. Well, it looks like we are running out of time here. I hope that everyone enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program. And we'll listen again to Prairie Doc brought to you by Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and on YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. As always, you can hear and see more at Prairie Doc online at prairiedoc.org. Thank you so much, Lynn and Sandra. And that's all we have until next week. As Dr. Holm would famously say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>